Yo, what's up, everybody? I'm the Soda Holic, and welcome back to another episode of Pop Talk. Woohoo! Yeah, yeah, he's back. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I've been slacking pretty hard on recording Pop Talks and stuff, and, and you guys probably know exactly why by this point because i feel like every pop talk starts off the same way with me saying oh it's been a while since i recorded my last pop talk um yeah you know and i and i feel like if content creation was more a focus instead of a side hobby uh, then i would i would do a lot you know do a lot more stuff but um i don't um and you know and again I don't usually record pop talks unless I have something to talk about. And uh, that's what today, that's what this episode is going to be about. This episode is going to be about my reflection in my career uh, and what I want to do and just my general thoughts on the matter. Because uh, again, pop talk Twitch, you know, barely any content for YouTube. I don't have anything for YouTube. Um, all of that are side passions, you know. When it comes down to brass, bra brass tacks, right? You you handle stuff for work first, for obvious reasons. Work is, you know, the thing that gets you the paychecks. Right, while well, streaming, although you know, really rewarding in various different ways, it's not enough to pay the bills, or at least not where I am right now. But you know, I I love I love my job. For those of you who don't know, uh, I work with families, you know, with children. Uh, I run I run a youth group, and you know I love I love what I do. I love what I do, and I think a lot of the things that helps me with my streams um, are things I picked up from uh, doing youth group stuff. You know, my ability to talk up about anything, uh, trying to eliminate. Um, you know, silent areas and stream. Because, you know, when you're a streamer, especially an amateurish one like I, um, there's going to be times where no one's going to be chatting in your chat area. Um, sometimes people aren't going to be able to play games with you. And so you're just going to be there by yourself a lot of the times, um, especially for me when it comes to my Twitch streams. Um, and I don't mind... I don't mind because I'm able to just talk. Even if no one's really engaging with me, I'm able to just pinpoint something and talk about that and, until it branches off. And then some, most of the time, whatever I'm rambling about uh, eventually turns into a real conversation when someone hops into stuff. That's something that I picked up uh, from uh, volunteering at youth group uh, since I, I, you know, I've been volunteering since I was in high school, right? Um, and there's kids inside the youth group who are just, you know, they're shy. They don't want to branch out. Um, you know, they're new. And, you know, and no one no one can blame. No one can blame kids for not wanting to branch out. Uh, so when you're a volunteer um, and you're kind of like this mentor or this person who's supposed to, um, you know, help the kids break out of their shells, um, you, you can't also be awkward. I mean, you can. But, like, it doesn't really help. Um, and so, like, in that aspect, um, a lot... Because I'm an introvert. You know, I've said this multiple times. I would rather not talk to people. Uh, but also, I feel like I'm... I mean, I might be tuning my own horn. But I'm also pretty good at talking to new people. Um, and it's just, it's just one of those situations where, um, you know... I just have a social battery. Like I can talk and laugh with people all day, but there's going to be a moment where uh, I'm going to be, you know, drained and, you know, 
I would rather be by myself somewhere else than to be, um, you know, in a crowd or in a group. Um, but yeah, you know, again, I would just attribute my, my ability to try to keep people, um, entertained. I don't know. I don't know if entertained is the right word to keep people engaged, I guess. But yeah, like I said, I've been volunteering since I was a so no, not a sophomore, junior. Since I was a junior in high school, um, my mentor, uh, the person who ran the youth group, uh, inspired me at the time, and uh, she, she kind of like, I don't know, she she inspired me my sophomore year, um, but. She left. She wasn't in charge anymore um, during my junior year. But before she left my sophomore year, she inspired me to, um, you know, to try to be a role model to the younger kids, to the younger generation. Um, and so junior year came around, and um, even though my mentor wasn't there, I tried to do right by her and started helping out and I absolutely loved it. I loved volunteering. Oh, it was it was the best <laughs> best experience I've ever had. Um and I've volunteered for 6 7 years. Um and then after the 6th or 7th year, uh when the person who was in charge was leaving, um, they looked at me and they said, hey, Soda, do you want to lead the youth group now? Uh, I don't, you know, usually we have, um, you know, <laughs> I almost said auditions. Audit auditions is not the right word. They interviews. They usually, you know, search for someone else to lead the youth group. But they, they saw how dedicated I was to the youth group and asked me to lead and I <laughs> eagerly said yeah absolutely because here's the thing I've had a, a handful of jobs um, uh, even though I feel like I'm getting older I'm only 25 uh, you know and uh, a lot of the jobs that I've had um, lasted for years um, Right, so I was a temp for a uh, garbage site. Um, then I was unemployed for a moment, and then I uh, got a job as a mat delivery guy. <laughs> I know it doesn't sound uh, so exciting, my line of work history, but um, everything that I did when I was working for these places was I always prioritized my volunteering uh, duties. When I was a temp for the garbage site, um, I wasn't an actual employee. Again, I was just a temp. Temp, right? They use temps um, as a way to have hard labor without the benefits, right? And they paid. You know, they paid well enough. Uh, I never really got hurt or injured or sick or anything like that. Um, and so... You know, I stayed there for a while. Um, you know, the downside to not being an employee, other than not having benefits or anything like that, was um, I didn't get any, like, paid day offs, right? So if I was sick or if I wanted to take a vacation, um, I could. I could just tell my work and they would um, not pay me for those days, Right? And because I was a temp at the garbage site for years, um, I kind of had seniority, right? Uh, they liked my work and they liked who I was. Um, <laughs> my my the the head bosses were kind of a, kind of dicks. They were kind of you know assholes for no reason. Um, but my my other coworkers who I worked with day to day, my supervisor especially, um, you know. 
they liked what I did. And I loved being, you know, you know, you, because you, you always hear that phrase like, oh, when you're, when you're working, your family. Well, um, I was really close to my coworkers. They, they, even though, even though it's kind of a, like a corporate thing to say, we're, we're a family. My coworkers, my supervisor, we actually were. We stood up for each other. We helped each other. My bosses fucked them, but like, <laughs> Uh, my my supervisor especially he he put his job on the line for me a couple of times because our boss was on a power trip my boss my boss was the type of boss that um he walked for example one morning my boss walks by me um and he says hey soda good morning i was hey good morning boss and then you know i'm just doing my job and he was like um how you doing? I was like, good. I'm good. He's like, all right, keep up, keep up the work. I was like, yes, sir. Pretty, pretty standard stuff, right? You just, you just, yes, sir. Call me a brown noser, but I, I mean, it's like, what else, uh, you know? But then the boss would leave, right? After that interaction of, hey, good morning. How, you know, how's the day? Keep, keep it up. After that interaction, he would walk away. And then f- five minutes later, my coworker would like, Speed walk up to me and he was like, hey, Soto, are you okay? What happened? And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, the boss just walked by, you know, by me and the others. And he was like, oh, yeah, I just, I just uh, ripped Soda a new one. Told him he had to step up his game and, uh, and stuff like that. And I was like, the fucking, what? He's, all he said this morning was good morning. If he wants me to do something else. Let me know. That was the thing about my job, you know, when I was working a temp job, was they were so inconsistent and so closed-minded when it came to things. Like, they would do stuff that I absolutely despised for any human being. For example, um, because it was a garbage site, you know, there's, there's, it was like, it was a brand, right? So they have multiple sites in the area. Uh, one of our neighboring sites uh, that's like an hour, two hour drives away, two hour drive away. Um, they they asked my boss, like, hey, you know, we kind of need more engineers, more more mechanics uh, to help us out on our trucks. because We have too many down trucks. Can you can you spare a guy? And so my boss, um, he had a argument with one of our mechanics and he decided to send that mechanic over to the other side because they had a argument. Um, but this mechanic we had an you know, argument with, you know, he, he, he went to the boss saying, Hey, you know, I have a son who I'm parenting alone and he's not doing well in school and stuff. Uh, I don't feel comfortable leaving him all alone. Cause that was the thing. Like when you, when they would send the mechanics to these, to these um, other sites, they would have to stay there. They would have to stay over there, like they would have to rent a motel or something and just stay there. And so, you know, the he he was like, "Hey, you know, I don't feel comfortable leaving my son behind, uh, you know, because he he kind of needs me around for a little bit here. It, I know we've had our differences, but I kind of need to stay." And my boss says, "Well, too bad." And here's the thing. He didn't need to send him. There were other mechanics lining up saying, hey, you know, you could send me. I, there is not a problem. I don't mind going out to help. But my boss wanted to send a message. Oh, people who wanted to send messages. That, that's like, wow. What, what, what the fuck are you doing? Like, he would do things ethically wrong. Taking advantage of things because he was the boss. And the moment someone would question him, he would punish him for it. He would send them off to other sites for multiple days, and there wasn't anything you could do. You know, he would uh, divert me from my usual routines, right, to go uh, do something else. Like, since I was a temp, they had me do the bitch work, right? They had me cleaning up uh, the mechanic shop area, um, like, draining the, the oil pans that they have for the giant garbage trucks, uh, they would have me wash engines and, um, you know, they would have like I would have routine 
for the day that would occupy my day. Um, but sometimes uh, like a health inspector would come by and see that we haven't been doing usual upkeep around the site. Right. And that's because, again, they don't want anyone else. You know, my bosses just want us focusing on the shop area. So when they got worried, like there were times where the, the health inspector would come. So when we when it was getting around those times, my boss would be like, hey, uh, Soda, I need you to focus on only the groundskeeping. Go make sure that everything's fine for the health inspector. And I'd be like, all right, sure. Not a problem, boss. Not a problem. So I would go and do that, making sure that the, uh, um, you know, the thorn bushes were, weren't growing over over the, the, the fucking fence or making sure that the... Um, there wasn't oil in some areas or just, just, you know, they had me doing things outside of my usual work and that would occupy my day. But then the night shift would come in and they would say, Hey, how come the oil pans aren't drained or, you know, why aren't, why isn't this done? Uh, because I'm usually in charge of those. My boss would be like, Hey, soda, why aren't these things done? And I'd be like, motherfucker. You told me not to focus on those. My supervisor understood. Like, every single person understood this, except for my boss, who asked me to do stuff. They would tell me to not focus on one thing, go do another, and then ask me why the first thing wasn't done. And that was the thing. My, my supervisor, he knew that my boss was, you know, doing some dumb shit like that. And he stuck up for me. He stuck up for me. Countless of times, and I, I am forever grateful for everything that he's done. Because my supervisor, that that that's his main source of income. Yeah, he had a family he was trying to support, and for him to put his job on the line multiple occasions for me was great. But again, I loved my volunteering stuff. That was the thing that gave me solace. That was the thing that I was working for. So I would spend all week working nine hour, 10 hour shifts every day for five days or six days, uh, never seven. Cause I were, I, we weren't allowed to come in on Sundays, but um, you know, we work all these hours and I would still find time to go to the meetings for our volunteers so that we can plan a great event for our middle school kids, for our high school kids, so that they can have fun. Um, and that was it, you know. <clears throat> excuse me. You know, when it came to volunteering, I, I, that's where I felt alive. Right? That's where I felt alive. Even, even if I would work a 10-hour, 11-hour shift of pure labor throughout the entirety of the day, I would still muster up the strength to go and volunteer. I mean, I will go shower of course, beforehand, but like, you know, I would make sure that I had, I had what I had to do for, um, my volunteering stuff. It even got to the point where, you know, I was a temp at this garbage site and, um, you know, they, they actually approached me my last year that I was working there. They approached me and they said, Hey, soda, we finally have a job listing that we want you to fill. And I was like, Oh, great. Because this means I can get paid vacations, I can get benefits, I can get more money than what I'm getting right now. Sign me up. What 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 what's the details? And they were they were saying all this stuff, um, and then they said, "Yeah, but it's going to be night shift, so you're going to be working um, from noon to oh, did I? I don't recall. It's been a excuse me." It's been forever since I remember, but you know, the, the kicker was I'd be working evenings up until morning. Cause a lot of, a lot of our night shift guys, they would come, um, work from evening to night. Uh, Cause a doy night shift. Um, but if I took this job, if I took the night shift position, like they were offering, that would have meant all of my volunteering stuff. I would have to give up. I'd have to let it go. If I wanted the night shift job, I would have had to stop volunteering because uh, I'd be working. And so when they offered me 
the night shift job. And I realized that this meant I wouldn't be able to volunteer anymore. I was like, I'm going to decline. I declined it. And they were not happy. Not happy with that. And that's because, you know, for them, they were like, oh, this this fucking guy, who is this guy? We, you know, we offered this job because we're great people. And he's not going to take it? Fuck this guy. We're going to pile up even more duties. And that was my boss talking, not my supervisor. But yeah, when it came to volunteering, that's where my passions were. So I, I you know, again, I turned down that. Um, I left that job soon after. Um, there was a, you know, period of time where I was, uh, I couldn't find a job, and then I found a job as a mat delivery guy, which is actually surprisingly more taxing than you than I would than I, than you would think than I thought. Um, we had we had people. When I say mat delivery, I mean businesses would rent out mats to put on their floors, right? Um, and I know that sounds weird. Like, why would you rent a mat? And the reason is they rent mats because um, every week we would come pick up those mats and we would replace them uh, with cleaner mats and go wash up the new mats. And so every week their business would have fresh, um, crisp, clean mats for their business, right? Bigfoot Java, hotels, restaurants, the whole nine yards, right? And when I first heard about the job, I was like, I can pick up mats. That sounds easy. That job is, it was the most difficult job I've ever had. You're always on your toes speeding through things. And it's, you know, picking up wet, heavy mats after wet, heavy mats and sprinting in between sites and stuff. It's actually really taxing. We had people who were, you know, <laughs> who were joining up like me who thought that like picking up mats would be easy and they would quit within a week or two because they were surprised of how taxing the job actually is. I did not quit because of this. I quit this job three months into it because this is a time where my volunteering gig asked me to, to, um, asked me to be the new head to lead the youth group and stuff. And I felt so bad because when I was working for this map place, the boss is my friend's uncle. And during the interview, he was like, Hey, you're not going to just, you know, straight up and abandon us. Are you after two weeks and stuff? And I was like, no, sir, I'm your guy. I am your guy. I will. I'm sticking for the long run, and this was because you know I didn't. I wasn't employed for a little bit, so I kind of needed this. Um, I had some money stuff to, saved over since, from when I was uh, um, doing my temp work, but like I was, you know, running low on funds. So I was like, "Yeah, boss, I'm, I'm, I'm just sticking it to the long run." Uh, and then this is my volunteering gig that I never thought they would offer me a position like this offered me the position. I was like, "Dude, yeah, yeah, I'll take it, yeah." And so three months after I got hired onto this company, this mat moving company, uh, I told my boss and I left. I, I mean, we left on really good terms because uh, originally uh, I only was planning on uh, working for two months. Right. Because um, I got I got told that um, I got offered the the lead um, pretty early on in my mat delivery job. Um, and I remember there was this uh, five-day trip that my volunteering gig uh, was doing for the kids, right? This this kind of like a, this mission trip, five days, where we go help, we go to another um, community and we help help them out for five days, community service for five days. Now a lot of people they usually wouldn't want to do that for their summer vacation but our kids um they didn't mind so uh after working at my mat moving company for not too long um i'm being offered the lead for 
my volunteering gig, I needed to be on that five day trip. And so I didn't have any like vacation days earned on my mat delivery job. So I, t I went up to my boss and I said, Hey, I'm really, really sorry about this, but I have to leave. I have to quit um, because there is, um, and I explained to them the whole reason why I was leaving. Um, I offered, I got offered a job at the volunteering stuff um, and I need to be at this trip, but I didn't want to be that guy who was like, Hey, Matt moving company, give me, give me five days off or I'm quitting. You know, I didn't want to have an ultimatum. So I just told him, Hey, I don't expect you to understand. Um, but I'm leaving now. Um, cause I need to be on this five day trip. And my work was like, you know, okay. Can you please, how long can you stay? And I was like, well, you know, um, I can stay a month after this, but I just need those five days. Um, and my work was like, bet. All right. You can have those five days. Um, but if you can stick around for a month after that so that we can find a replacement for you uh, to memorize the, the your routes and stuff like that, it really mean a lot to us. And I was like, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I will train. I will be whatever the, the type of guy you want me to be. I just need those five days. And they gave it to me. And it wasn't like it wasn't like they weren't angry with me because they understood, you know, that I had passion in my volunteering job. Um and that was the thing, you know, even though this Matt volunteering job, right? Or I'm sorry, volunteering job, this Matt moving job, right? Even though it's only only moving mats, this job was harder than washing garbage trucks and toters and sewers and all of the stuff that I did for my garbage uh, company did not match up to the amount of strain the Matt moving company um, was, which is weird to say. But my... My boss at the mat moving company understood so well, made accommodations for me. And I absolutely um, appreciate it. And, you know, I, I, I owe him a lot. But, again, my passion was in my volunteering. And the thing was, the other thing was, not only did I leave three months <laughs> into working for the mat moving company, but I was also taking a pay cut. The pay that I was getting with them was a lot higher than what I'm getting paid right now. Because I, I, that the, the volunteering job that I have is the one I have right now. I'm still under that employee. That was three years ago, right before COVID and stuff hit. Um, so, yeah, you know, I've turned down, I've turned down positions. At my garbage company that would have paid me a shit ton of money. Um, I I left my well-paying delivery job um, to come work on my volunteering stuff um, as the lead. And I was so excited to be the lead, to be the person who was in charge. Because volunteering, again, was... The thing that gave me purpose, I we had a great team of volunteers who were passionate, who were talented, who, you know, did everything that they could for the program. Um, I was always the right hand person of the person in charge, you know. Um, yeah, so, the, you know, the passion was high, you know, the people who I volunteered with cared, the kids cared. And it was just an abundance of um, just great energy, right? Uh, but the thing about that is, the tragic thing about that is, is the moment I became in charge, all of that fire died. It all died. All of it. The moment I got in charge, right, the person who was leading me, who was mentoring me, right, the person who used to have my job, um, I thought this person was going to stick around and help out um, 
after I joined. I thought we were just we were just gonna swap places because the person who was who had my job he stepped down. He stepped down because he didn't want the job anymore because uh, family health. Right. So he, he, he said that he could stick around and help, but just not at the capacity that he was having. So he had, that's why he asked me to take his place. And I thought he was going to help me, you know, I thought he was going to help me out. But the moment I got in charge, he checked out. He stopped coming. He stopped helping. My other volunteers, the one who were passionate, they, they all left. And the ones who stuck around, they stopped caring. One of the things I loved about my 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 volunteering team was everyone was self-reliant. Everyone everyone was self-efficient. The the person who was in charge didn't have to say anything cuz there was always someone making a poster, making a skit, making an environment, setting up something. Right? But when I got in charge and I tried to set these these same things up saying, "Hey, we need we need this, this and this." You know, because, again, I've been volunteering for six to seven years. I know how it runs. I know what we need. But no one would ever do anything. Everyone just stopped stopped caring. Like, there'd be events where I'm like, hey, we need to set up posters. We need to set up environments. This, this, this needs to be done. I would go walk away to go set up something else and I come back and they the, the volunteers would just be sitting in, in their seats doing nothing on their phones and I'm like guys we need to get this done and they're like what, what do you want I was like what do you mean what do I want you know what it's supposed to look like you know the type of care we're supposed to have they stopped caring the weekly meetings that we used to have that I was always a part of that people were always there for, they stopped showing up when I was in charge, which means if we didn't have meetings, we didn't have any big plans for the kids. And so our nights went from having a whole lot of fire behind them to nothing. So then the kids stopped caring. The volunteers stopped caring. And not going to lie, that shit's infectious. I stopped. I, I lost the passion because... The passion that was there in my volunteering stuff was a community thing. My fellow peers, my mentors, the kids, the families, the actual nice themselves, they all had fire behind them. And it was all gone. All of the mentors that inspired me to keep doing this, they all gave up. I can't turn to any one of my mentors who are there for me. You know how disheartening that is? The people who inspired me to be more gave up on all of it. And I'm like, what? And, you know, when you're dealing with volunteers, you know, you can't you can't yell at them because they're they're not really obligated to be there. They're volunteers, you know. But I, I I get upset because I was a volunteer. You know, I I didn't need to be there at certain times, certain days, meetings, and stuff like that. But I I went as a volunteer for all those years because I cared. And there were other people who cared. But all of a sudden, it, no one else did anymore. And the thing that drew, drove me crazy, that drives me crazy, is that these volunteers who do nothing will reminisce on good times. They're like, hey, remember when we did this? This was incredible. And I was like, and, I, and I'm like, we can still do those things. We can build these memories for these kids today. But no one wants to show up to meetings. No one wants to commit. And it's, it's frustrating. I used to love going into work, and now I dread it. I dread it. And it just sucks. It just sucks. But, you know, when I was working for the garbage company and the moving truck company, 
volunteering was my solace from all those from all those stuff. But now that I'm in charge of the of this youth group, dealing with family, parents, volunteers, and others, the thing that gives me solace today is my content creation on Twitch, Pop Talks, my TikTok, Instagram, and all that other stuff. Everything that involves the Sodaholic brand, the name brand, the, the name, that gives me solace. I, I love to stream and I love to create things. And sometimes, sometimes the things I make are a little cringe and pretty bad. <laughs> but I, I'm able to try. And the thing that I love about my streams and the stuff that I can do with the Sodaholic is it's just me. I don't have to rely on volunteers. Because if a stream falls apart, right? If a stream is ass, it's because of me. But if a stream is is successful, um I mean I'm not I'm not oblivious to the fact that I have my friends, my bros. Um, to help me along and the viewers and the chat. And that's the thing. Like the people who interact with the stream and stuff, they care, you know, we're able to have lively conversations. That's something I can control, but I don't stream as often as I want to. And I don't, I don't make pop talks as much as I should because it's a side gig right now. I'm juggling work, personal life, mental health, and content creation. And content creation comes at the end, very end of that. Right? If I have work, I'm not streaming. If I'm not feeling 100% in my mind, I'm not streaming. If I have other plans with friends, I'm not streaming. Because usually one of those things are always taken up. They, you know, these other things take precedence. But I'm not going to lie. I would love to do Twitch and content creation for the future. And I know it's, a, you know, I know the idea of playing video games and, um, you know, that type of stuff is usually frowned upon. It's not the safest idea. But I, I would love to do it. And the way I always see it is other people have made it work for them. So can I. So can I. If it worked for them, why can't it work for me? I have so many ideas that I want to do for the stream for YouTube. But I don't act on them because they are a side project. There, are, I have to prioritize my actual work because the, the the ideas that I have require a lot of prep. Prep time that I, I, I don't have right now. But why am I talking about all this? Why, 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 why am I talking about all this career and stuff just to, just to end it with? Well, Twitch is a side thing. Sorry, that sucks. I'm talking about it today at this pop talk because more and more recently I've been thinking I want this. I want to go I want to go all in. I I absolutely want to pursue content creation as my path. Is the thing the thing about youth group is that there's a lot of variables and all, a lot of things that is out of my control. I can't control the volunteers. I can't control what, how much passion they put into things. But on the stream, on my stream, I can. I can control that stuff. 
I can let viewers know, hey, I you know, I'm not feeling that high energy. We're just gonna chill. Or I can be my usual self and be batshit crazy and weird. That's what I love. That's you know, because I work with families, you can't really do like you can't really joke about stuff that actually makes you laugh. And um, there's a there's a level of like, you know, you you, you gotta be you gotta be mature, you know. And what I love about streaming is I can let loose, and uh, you know, a lot of people don't like my energy or think I'm weird and stuff like that, but. The thing is, that's the cool thing. Like, they don't have to stick around. They can leave, and wh whoever stays can enjoy the craziness with me. My my streams and my my content that I make are all what makes me me. My pop talks. I love being real with people. I love having real conversations with people. And you know, recently, I I feel like I I don't have. A lot of people who I can turn to confidently. I know a lot of people has offered, and there's nothing against them. It's just in the past I've had people, you know, just betray that trust that I had in them. But in in these pop talks, I can just let loose and and post it up. Whoever listens to it listens to it, and whoever doesn't doesn't, and that's fine. When I stream, you know. I just have so many ideas that I want to do that I fully want to commit to. Um, and with that being said, I'm thinking of leaving my current job and picking up anything else. Uh, and I'm going to be experimenting this upcoming summer about that because our youth group is running off the school district calendar. So when summer runs around, we don't have any youth group. Um, and so I'm going to use the summer to see what I can, what I can do money, <laughs> money wise, you know, because before you, you just go get a job and you work nine, 10 hours and you come home and then you stream. Uh, I want to start picking up some side gigs that complements the type of things I want to do. Right. Availability. That's that's kind of a tough one uh, for a streamer if they're working 10 hours a day. So I'm thinking of picking up a whole bunch of like DoorDash and Uber Eats jobs or um, just regular Uber jobs where you're driving people around. Because that though, on those cases, you the only time you want to work is when you want to work. Uh, and I have family members who have lived off of Uber Eats and Uber and um, DoorDash and stuff as their main source of income when it comes to their rent, groceries, stuff like that. I've had people who have done that for a living. Um, it's not comfortable. It's not like they don't have a whole bunch of money to their name, but like it's, it's enough. I'm also building up a portfolio um, so that I can start putting my name out there, you know, auditioning for voice acting gigs and um, roles and just putting my, putting my name out there. And I know I, I don't have any acting credit to my name. And a lot of the times I'm just yelling into the mic uh, for Twitch and stuff. But, you know, that fits more in line of what I want to do than youth group. Youth group has nothing to do with content creation. In fact, I feel like um, I'm not promoting myself as much um, because of that, I don't want family or friends to know because then my work might know. But I want to, again, I want to go all in. Um, I'm asking my friends who have um, high quality cameras to take uh, headshots of me so I can start building my portfolio and, uh, you know, start applying for anything and everything. You know, voice acting gigs. Uh, I think I already said that, but like, uh, you know, journalism video game journalism because I'm always usually like I'm usually in tune with the gaming world and that's the thing I, I've always had a deep passion and appreciation for gaming and stuff and and YouTube and and all this and to do that for a living that that sounds exciting I I feel more excited about the uh, idea of of doing consecration than I ever did for youth group. 
And I think that's saying something. I've never been so inspired. There's so many ideas that I want to do that I would absolutely dive into if I had prioritized Twitch and content creation. And I absolutely want to do that. So, yeah. Yeah. Just just know if you're <laughs> if you're listening to this pop talk, if you made it this far, I I appreciate you for listening to my pop talks and watching my streams and stuff like that. Your boy, your boy wants to do this full time. I don't have any pride in the fact that uh, I don't have a schedule for Twitch or I don't have a consistent upload for pop talks and stuff. I, I don't like that. I wish I did have this stuff, but when everything else is taking priority, then my stream's gonna, gonna suffer. But just know, in in the few months to come, your boy's gonna be making some big plays, uh, a lot more plays than I've done in the past, because I can I can see fruits. So I absolutely want to go all in, and it's <laughs> it's weird. It's a weird feeling. I'm very scared, very frightened. Because it's not a it's not a safe it's not a safe thing to aspire to. You know, there's other people who play games professionally, and it works for them because they get sponsorships. Like they are actually good at games. I'm just trying to be a comedian in the form of streaming and stuff like that. But it's worth a try. Because again, if it works for some people then it can work for me too. You know, I was watching this Jim Carrey speech. I don't even know why he was giving a speech. I think it was like a graduation or something. But he said something that kind of stuck out to me. And I'm not the biggest Jim Carrey fan. I'm not like, oh, wow, I got to go see this Jim Carrey movie that just came out. And like, no, I... Jim Carrey, I, I appreciate him. I respect the name, but I, I wouldn't say like I'm a huge fan but he was during the speech he 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 said something that really stuck out to me and he was talking about how his dad when he was growing up Mr. Carey his dad wanted to be an actor too um but when he married and had Mr. Jim Carey himself um his father decided that acting was not safe he had a family to support so he went and got a safe job at a factory because again it was the safest route a few years later after um, working at this factory his father was let go and his family had to do what they had to do to survive the safe job that Jim Carrey's dad took the safe job he was fired from. So Jim Carrey said this amazing quote, uh, and I might be missing it up, messing it up because I don't really I have the quote in front of me. But Jim Carrey said, "If you're gonna fail, or I'm sorry, you can fail at something you don't want. So why not pursue the things you do want?" And I, I thought that was I thought that stuck out to me. You can fail at the things you don't want. So why not go after the things you do? And I absolutely want to pursue this, this streaming stuff for myself. I absolutely want to. I have a lot of big plans. And I fully intend to act on those plans. So yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's been on my mind recently. Um and now am I going to be quitting my job anytime in the next week or so? Probably not. Probably not cuz I need to <laughs> I need to make sure that I have um you know, other things in line so that I can still get money. But um the other things that I do have planned are going to help 
are going to help me and benefit me and make it so that I can focus on the stream more than anything. So yeah, if you enjoy my content, I appreciate you so much. And I ask you to just patiently wait with me. Patiently wait with me. And uh, we'll see where we can go. I might fail, and that's okay. Everything that I've done, I'm proud of. Everything that I've done has helped me. You know? For example, $5 Toppings. <laughs> that old YouTube channel. Am I... Do I think a lot of the stuff that I worked on back then were the best? Absolutely not. In fact, listening to some of those old podcasts and watching some of those old Let's Plays are kind of cringe. But all of that had helped me get experience in, in, you know, content creation. So now I have better pacing, better editing skills, better stuff. And, and it's benefiting the Twitch and having people from different states, different parts of the, the country and different areas of the world, having them support me is, it means a lot to me. And, uh, I want to, I want to do them. I want to do them good. So yeah, yeah. So that's today's pop talk episode topic. Your boy just reflecting on his career and his life and realizing that what he wants to do is this. The things he's been, that he hasn't been able to do. Why am I talking in third person? The things I haven't been able to upkeep, I want to do full time. I want to do full time. So yeah, that's uh, that's what I'm thinking. Because in the past, um, you know, you ask any small streamer, "Hey, do you want to do this full time?" Usually, the the answer is usually the same. Like, "Oh yeah, this is just for funds, though. It's just for funsies." And it, it absolutely is for funsies for me. I'm having an absolute blast, and I want this fun to keep going. Bigger and better things, boys. And girls. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have an incredible day. And just keep an eye out for future projects that I may have cooking up and stuff. Okay? All right. Until next time, guys. Bye. Bye.